We're so, probably two of the worst people to give advice on homework and hunting life balance. Seriously. Uh, well, so, welcome back to the to the Hangout Podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, my taco story. And hopefully, actually, hopefully you didn't enjoy my taco story. Hopefully they got edited out. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't know. It but, wasn't this taco. No. Oh, they can't see the back of the shirt. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Jeep. Yeah. Same difference. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, today we're talking about work, family, hunting, life balance, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we definitely have some funny stories that we can share. I feel like I feel like we're well-versed to talk on this. To, on one hand, I feel like we're well-versed to talk on this. On the other hand, I feel like we just have the most understanding, like, or maybe just... We have to figure out what word to use here for our wives, but <laughs> other than... Wonderful s- women. Yeah, saints... Um, yeah, really. All kidding aside, but you know we get to hunt a ton. I mean, we're always out either in the woods hunting, scouting, doing a podcast, doing a podcast, <laughs> doing things other than working <laughs> or being good husbands and dads. Right? Well, I mean, we do that though. I mean, we we do balance that. Yeah, and I think we sleep less than we need to. Um, and we try not to waste any time in between. Yep. You know, I, I think I had a, oh, an awakening one year and it was at, at the peak of my irresponsibility that with hunting, I had zero balance. I would hunt in the morning before work. After work, I'd say, well, we've got a, we've got a westerly wind and I know I can hunt this stand on a westerly wind and cameras are showing deer are going to be there i'd call my wife and say i'm hunting tonight and she'd say again that turned into a problem when i would just surprise her with oh by the way i'm hunting again i'm hunting again hunting again and it came to a head without a doubt and i learned you know back then that i needed to communicate that stuff in the beginning so i've got this buddy blaze okay and he is a slayer of uh, deer and other <laughs> things, but he, um, I'll say this, he goes, he's had a lot of girlfriends in the past year or so because they haven't worked out, you know, they were weekend wives, I guess. <laughs> well, they come to him and he talks to them and he tells them straight off, I am not a relationship guy. I'm just here to hang out with you for a few drinks and a few hours and that's it. If you want to come back another time, that's fine. But I'm not meeting your family. I'm not hanging out with you. We're not going out on dates. That's it. So if you bring it up, you got to go. And that's that's not for everybody, right? But he's he's giving a valuable lesson there. He's putting that expectation up front and saying, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, that's no problem. I'll find someone else who is. And... I think setting an expectation with, you know, a, a job or your significant other or whatever, setting an expectation up front is really, really important to communicate that so they're not surprised later on. Dude, I, I totally agree. I did. <clears throat> I I mean, I very much went down that path. Like after college, uh, a lot of the chicks that I was dating, you know, they might have wanted something serious. And I feel like women... <clears throat> Not to generalize, but to some extent, it's like a challenge if you tell them, oh, 
I'm not the guy that you bring home to dad. And they're like, oh, I'll show him. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-uh. I can change it. There's a little bit of yeah. that. Sure. And, and so when my wife and I were first dating, I actually had that conversation with her very early on. So she won then. She was able to do it. Yeah, that's my word. Trust us. Yeah, no, no. I mean, the, the conversation I had was, I said, look, you know, uh, my hobbies are very time intensive. I really like you, and this seems like this is working great. We have a great chemistry, whatever. Um, but, you know, my hobbies are very time intensive. And in the fall, I spend a lot of time hunting. And in the you know summer, I play a lot, spend a lot of time playing golf. And you're not going to change that. You know, I need to do those things. That's part of my competitiveness. That's part of my, like, my... Part of you. Yeah, that's me. And, mm-hmm. and it's something that I need to, like, meditate in the woods and, like, go after chasing critters and everything that comes with, with hunting. And uh, I said straight up, like, I've had every relationship before has ended because of the time that I like, put flames. into this. <laughs> yeah. Just crap. That and some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but It was uh, all them. I was the only con- common yeah. denominator. I'm just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not me, it's you. All of you. All of you, every one of yeah. you. You're all crazy, not me. I don't have a problem. Another vodka. Yeah. But, yeah, who doesn't put vodka in their cereal? <laughs> does cereal float the same in vodka as it does in milk? Yes. <laughs> I will never forget in college, coming downstairs one morning uh, after a night of partying, and there was like a half-open bush light <laughs> on the counter, and I picked it up and smelled it and then poured it onto my Cheerios <laughs> and then finished. And I I looked over on the couch, and one of my roommate's moms was there, and she was looking at me like I was Bluto. She was like, you know. Hello, Wyatt. Hello, Wyatt. <laughs> Wyatt just went for a run with Mommy, so I think he's a little jacked up. Hey, can you booger off, buddy? Can Okay. So, uh, but I did tell my wife early on, I said, look, I hunt and, and do all this stuff and that's not going to change. Like, if you want to be part of my life, that's awesome. And, and I want to have a life with you. Um, you know, why is this giving all the love? Hey, this, this is what he sees at home all the time. But, um, you know, we, I just said like, that's not going to change. And, um, you know, it, as long as you're cool with that, we're good. Mm-hmm. But if you think this will change, it won't. And this will always be. It'll a be bad a bad relationship. Yeah, a bone of contention, you know, right? Exactly. And so I think that, you know, in order to be successful, and you and you have to be fair to the relationship too, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not fair to to go off the deep end like I think we both have. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to be compulsive and obsessive about hunting and, and just go off the deep end because it's something that we love to do. And the people that, like my wife doesn't hunt at all. She has no concept outside of... of life with me what hunting entails and so without being the person to explain to her why i'm gonna go hunt on certain days or why sometimes it's like hey like this deer is in this area i i need to hunt if that's okay she doesn't understand that so it's kind of important i think to explain to your significant other like why it's important to hunt why it's a part of you and then also why you need to go or why there might be like a limited kind of understanding of, of Mm -hmm. your time to go. So for example, you know, when we're this time of the year, we're we're getting into spring into summertime. It really, it doesn't really matter when we're, we know there's going to be deer in certain areas and we're not targeting specific deer. 
typically. Yeah. But maybe in the fall, if we're targeting a specific buck, it might be those times where it could be a drop of the hat. I need to go now and hunt. So when fall comes around, when that buck season comes around, that's when we tell our wives, look, this is that time of year where it may be a little more hectic with the schedule uh, and you try to accommodate. But, you know, it sounds like your wife and my wife and you and I both, we've all made sacrifices. Okay. So maybe they want to spend more time. They're sacrificing that a little bit to allow us to have the hobbies that we want and the, and the lifestyle that we want. For sure. And then we're also sacrificing, you know, our hobbies and our time in the woods. Uh, you know, I'm not saying sacrifice. That's a, that's a major sacrifice for us. But if, you know, if, if there's a, you know, a prime opportunity that you want to go and hunt, there's a deer and it's an anniversary or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's your child's first birthday or, you know, they'll have like, another one. Yeah. You're going to have, you're going to have plenty. <laughs> they'll have at least two more. But you have, if you want to hunt seven days a week, all day long, every day, you better be independently wealthy and single. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to sacrifice that time that you want to be in the woods for those other things you want in your life. And that's where that balance comes in. It's not always the justice balance, right? It's not always, hey, I spent four hours with my wife. I can spend four hours in the woods. That's yeah. not really it. It's more of a, how did you guys work it out? What's, what are you happy with? What is she happy with? What are you happy with together? Yeah. You know? and, and it's all about kind of, <clears throat> for my wife... So, I mean, I guess let, let's start at a high level, right? You have to, you're married, mm -hmm. you have four kids. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm married, obviously. He's so nice. For now. Yeah, for now, for today. Uh, and I have two kids, right? So, um, you kind of have to figure out what your wife, like, wants or needs are and what your kids' wants needs are. Obviously, you need to balance the you know, the important stuff for your children. Like you're not going to skip, you know, an important practice or a rehearsal or whatever for your kids, uh, or like an anniversary for your wife, whatever. So my wife is really into time spent. So I guess like mm -hmm. her love language would be quality time. Mm -hmm. So like my, I know that it's important to my wife that we spend quality time together as a family and also as, as husband and wife. So I know that I can't just bug out for a week or two days or three days or when we go on on our hunting trips together like we're in ohio for a week you know i know that that i can't be hunting a ton prior to that or after that i need to balance everything and i think that the ultimate kind of like the word that i would use is communication mm -hmm. right communication is so key and and spending time and and like, you communicate before these yes. things are coming up not while you're on the hunt going, oh, you know what? Let's communicate now for yeah. next week. Exactly. And I'll try to be better. Yeah. And and communicate those travel dates well ahead of time. You know, like you and I are talking about some turkey hunts right now. And, like, I'm working on putting, like, a schedule together for us to be able to talk about and then share with our wives, like, as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Right? Because communication is key. And then also figuring out, you know, like, when you're spending time, for me at least, I know that when I'm with my wife, it's really important that I'm not just like on my phone, mm -hmm. right? That I need to be actually present. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't do any good for me to be with her if I'm like on Instagram or if we're like, you know, watching TV and I'm like looking at trail camera pictures. Then right? you might as well be hunting. Yeah. I, right. might as, or I might as well just not be in the room because I'm just not like, I'm not present. 
So I feel like you, it's really important to, to spend quality time with the people when you're around and also really communicate what's going on. Um, and the thing that like, I actually think I, I learned this from you, um, was you look at the week ahead Mm -hmm. and you look at the weather and you figure out what days you want to hunt on like Sunday. And then you tell your wife, Hey, I'm looking at like Tuesday morning, Thursday evening or whatever. There's an asterisk to that, right? Yeah. So you got that from me. I got that from my wife. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it works so well. That's why it works so well. So she says, look, we need to plan our week for Sunday. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I plan out my hunts for the week. And and in her mind, it's, I need to plan out things for the kids and for the, like, you know, and that's that's so true. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. I don't think about any, I mean, I don't think about anything in the capacity other than hunting. Okay. This morning, let let me back up. Yesterday, we were shed hunting on a property that we have, and uh, we were actually doing some work there, and um, my wife sends me a text that says, you need to call me right away. I have to go to court tomorrow. She's not a lawyer. She's not a judge. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So I call her, and she's... She doesn't cry very often, and she wasn't crying on the phone. It was rage. So a couple months ago, I have a Jack Russell Terrier, Fisher, and I take him hawking with me, chases squirrels and rabbits, and he is just a murderer. He kills every single thing that he can possibly get his little wiry mouth on except for a hawk. He just won't, he won't attack him. He knows. A couple months ago, he got out of our yard. Mm-hmm. It's fenced in, fully fenced in. Um, the Amazon driver drove up, went through our gate, got up to our house, and then realized, oh my gosh, there's dogs everywhere, including big scary dogs. So took the box, threw it out the window, and drove out and didn't close the gate. Okay? So all the other dogs stay, but Fisher goes, hmm, I've heard ducks in the neighborhood. So he goes after the ducks and maims one. Is this a pet duck? Oh yeah. It's Uh. not a wild duck. And animal control brings him back. And I'm like, "Ah, sorry about that. You know, told her what happened. Well, he got the taste of ducks and knew where they were. About a week later, he dug under our fence, got out, went over there again. This time he went to jail. I bailed him out and they said, look, if it happens to... What does dog bail cost? $75. Is that like you had to put that up or that's just a fine? Like a fee? I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I guess he's not going to. I didn't pay attention. Risk. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, so anyway, my we get a ticket and it's addressed to my wife. Now this is my dog, yeah. and she actually doesn't like this dog because it's killed a couple of her chickens, and she loves her chickens. the 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 fine is addressed to her, and the animal control officer says, "Hey, you know, Jamie, here's your fine. Go ahead and pay it." So she tries to pay it online, and it wouldn't show up in the court records. So she logged on a week later, tried again, still wouldn't show up. And this go- went on for a little while, and and the date to pay it was today. So yesterday, she calls the courthouse. She's like, look, I need to pay this. And the lady said, okay, let me look it up. Um, ma'am, um, there's no option to prepay on this because this is a misdemeanor. It's a criminal charge, and you have to be in court tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thank you. Bye-bye for a dog so 
How can she you... has security clearance, things yeah. like that. So she can't have a misdemeanor on her record. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. She's freaking out. I'm like, look, it's my dog. I said, you have to go there. I said, I'll go with you. I'll explain. It's my dog. Throw it on me. I'll deal with it. I'll take the charge. I'll take it. Like, it's my, my dog. Not my it, first charge. It, 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 it. <laughs> Maybe. College. Oh, God. <laughs> no, just an ASAP class and you're good. Uh, so 600 hours of community service later. <laughs> she. Luckily, we have we have a, a lawyer. A lawyer. And they said, he said, no problem. You can be there. But no, your husband can't be there because of COVID. You can, you can be there and I can be there. That's it. Oh. I'm like, oh my gosh. So she's cussing me right now. Long story short, she goes to court today and the neighbors were so pissed that, oh, and the, the, uh, off, the animal control officer said that he had killed a duck or ate a duck or whatever. Come to find out in court, he never touched the duck. Never touched them, but they're mad. So they want, I want that lady, my wife, convicted of allowing her animals to run at large. <laughs> and and they said, you can pay the fine and take the misdemeanor. She said, absolutely not. Yeah. I, we have a contained fence, you know, like it, it was an accident. The dog got out, you know, and, and we've made sure to fix these issues. And they said, well, April 7th. We'll see you for a trial. <laughs> so she has to go to trial oh my next gosh. month for my dog, my <laughs> hunting dog. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. For me, too. She, so, so then, after we have this conversation, it's like, all right, guess what? You need to help me focus on these other things because it really boils down to this. Why is her name associated with that dog? Why is it? Because... When the paperwork comes in to fill out anything for the county or any anything that has to be done in the house that I don't even look at, yeah, she does it. So it's just proof that I need to balance that part of my life out. Yeah, you know, because I'm like, well, I can only focus on work and hunting and loving my family, but all of the other stuff that makes things work. Yeah, I mean that's true though, because it's kind of like a slider. Right. And there's only so much to go around. Mm -hmm. And so if you're so intensely focused on you know, hunting, podcasting, recording content and stuff, being a good dad, you know, your, your work, your family life, it's like, there's only so much mm -hmm. that can go into Time, each bucket. effort. Yeah. And whatever. at some point, like something gets the short end there mm -hmm. and it's important that it's not your wife or your relationship or your kids, you know, but it's like, you really got to focus on that balance. And it's really tough to do, but you know, and, and for me, I find that it's like, it's seasonal, right? Because yeah. come like, you know, we hunt year round, but really there's something about that cooler air that mm -hmm. starts hitting in like mid to late September. Mm -hmm. That just gets me so fired up to be in a tree. I'm willing to be like, screw everything mm -hmm. i'm going to go lay the hammer down you know what i mean just like and and i have to stop myself or catch myself from from doing that right and just neglecting everything else um but yeah i mean to your point like it's tough when 
like somebody has to do those things. Uh, they do, and, and it's always it's my wife too, right? I mean, like she's she handles like the majority of the bill paying stuff. The I mean, she is the commander in chief of this household. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's running the show. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to the point where I'm like, where's that thing? I'm like, hey, where's this thing? And she's like, it's right there. Like, Thank God. Like, yeah. where's my passport? Yeah. Like, literally, I, yeah. If, if I if, if I needed my passport right now, I know generally where it's locked up. Generally. Like, I know it's in a secured location. Sort of. <laughs> you know, she can literally go in there in seconds and get it, which would take me five or ten minutes. Yeah. And that is ridiculous and but part of that is like is finding the woman that will that is able to be that person like that's part of finding the right partner that is like a teammate because like my wife is very much my teammate but she's a boss man Mm -hmm. like i mean you know she is very successful in her professional career just like your wife is uh she has a large staff that works on her like that's her the way that she works Mm -hmm. um and I think like I would not do well with the arm candy that I dated back in the day. There are people that like they weren't that package of person, mm-hmm. and you know like I'm clearly not that person in the house. Well, look, you were looking for someone for one reason, yes, and it was companionship for a, for a short amount of time. I just wanted to snuggle and drink Jägermeister <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> throwing some Red Bull every now and then. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but our but our wives are very similar. I'm I'm surprised that they're not close. Yeah. Because they battle a lot of the same things. They would love to just talk crap about Probably us. a bad idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll but, just write down don't let that happen. <laughs> don't yeah, let them Taylor's last name's Chapman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he lives in McLean. <laughs> <laughs> So on the other side of that, though, too, is um, like the Harvard Business Review last May wrote an article about um, having a hobby. And they they brought it up because of COVID. I just want to point out that we have gone from talking about poop stories to citing the Harvard Business Review. Find another podcast that has done that. I will wait. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't gotten a message yet. Yeah. They wrote they wrote an article and it was very specific about why having a hobby and having something for yourself is important. And now this is self-serving, right? Yeah. But this is something that you can talk to your significant other about and say, you know, when airlines when the mask drops down, the oxygen mask drops down, they say, take care of yourself first and then you can take care of others. Otherwise you both die. And that's an extreme example of how you need to take care of yourself. But, you know, when you're stressed and you're focusing all of your time on what you have to do and you're not taking the time to, like you said, meditate in the woods and hang out and have fun and BS and podcasts and talk about, t- tell stories and things. If you're not, if you don't carve out a little bit of that time for yourself, then you're not as accessible emotionally and, and mentally towards the rest of your family, towards your hunting, towards, yeah. you know, your work. It's 100% true. I mean, how many times have you, you know, some people feel that way after a vacation mm-hmm. or something else where they're like, oh, I, I just feel like I hit the reset button. You know, and I, I've, I actually explained to my wife, I'm like, that's how I feel after I go for a hunt. I could mm-hmm. go sit in a tree in somebody's backyard and have chaos happening around me. Kids running around, dogs barking, you know, 
the dudes out blowing leaves the next door neighbor and not see a single deer and I will come back and I will feel completely recharged. And that's because the the pursuit of game, like the going through the process of of hunting for me is is very it's methodical and it, it it's also something that is just it, it re-energizes me. I find it almost like meditative, just sitting it's in a tree. It's my pleasure. It is. It's, you know, and you just sit up there with your pants on. It's, it's just Choking something. yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's why I carry two tethers. <laughs> one for the tree, one for my neck. No. No, no, wow. It, it's, uh, it, Make sure you have a spotter. Yeah, that's why I FaceTime you. <laughs> I don't remember which property you're at. Taylor! Taylor! You're purple! Wake up! <laughs> Oh no. oh no! Sorry, Emily. This is how we found him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all all kidding aside, it it's so it's so important to kind of like have that time to yourself mm-hmm. and reset. And and I think it's important to communicate that. I mean, that's why I would say the number one thing is communication. Communicate yeah. like why it's important to you kind of why you care because people that don't hunt they don't get it or people that aren't competitive about something else they don't get it um good god sorry that's like an outboard motor (laughs) (laughs) vroom vroom baby (laughs) (laughs) uh but but yeah it's important to communicate that and then also communicate in 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 understand when you're communicating when you want to go like it's not fair if you tell your wife like hey okay this upcoming week i want to hunt on monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday morning and evening yeah they're like you know get get out of town man like you know it's important to be (laughs) it's important to be uh reasonable with your requests yeah right and and i think that that communication is really like the key to everything but you know tell jamie great job on figuring out the uh the sunday map out your mm-hmm. hunt thing although it's funny that i've never thought about it otherwise because she's thinking like okay the kids have this that and that i gotta get groceries i gotta you know do this have a meeting i'm like hey i'm, I'm gonna work all week and i'm gonna i'm gonna just hunt around work <laughs> yeah i have a on conference these days, call <laughs> on these days she said i can you know, but you mentioned work, and I think work is an important thing too, because you know we're only able to do this because our jobs allow us to, right? Yeah, we and, can work a lot from the tree. Yep, you know, a lot from the tree, from our vehicles. We're very mobile. Uh, we can work at night if we need to, uh, you know. And some of the best hunters that I know have shift work. Yeah, I mean, how many firefighters and police officers and and doctors, nurses? Folks that have shift work, do you know, who are out hunting and they hunt? It's like, how do you hunt so much? And they're like, well, I'm off for 12 days in a row. Yeah. I've got, I've got a 12 day vacation twice a month, you know? Yeah. Well, do, that, do you even work? Yeah. And that's where that having that hobby, like you mentioned, is so important because what else would you do? I mean, like when, you know, when you flip the switch on for its work mode, like if you're a policeman, firefighter, whatever, um, you know, you're like, you're engaged, you're not thinking about hunting, but outside of that, it would, I would feel like you'd be so lonely or like you would feel, uh, uninspired at, at to not have you're what unfulfilled. you're doing. Yeah. You know, and I, it's probably why a lot of shift workers are, are hunters. Yeah. Fishermen, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. They're able to like immerse themselves mm-hmm. in that and, and they're really good at it and they have the free time to do it. And that's the key. If you were a guy that like you had to be at the office nine to five, 
mm-hmm. it'd be very hard to be a successful hunter. I think well, then not impossible. No, but and then then you have to. There's a lot of folks out there, a lot of folks listening who have nine to fives, and they can't hunt. You know, especially in the evenings throughout the fall. Yeah. So they have to hunt on the weekends. So how do they maximize that time, right? Well, I can tell you, it's not shooting 3D every night, shooting indoor every night, um, going out and scouting in the evenings after work, you know, messing with your trail camera, Instagram in the evenings after work. You spend that time with your family that, just like you said, that um, the time that you're there, the quality time that you're there, it's like you're present. Yeah. You're not playing on your phone. You're not doing, you're present. You're, you're focused and engaged engagement is important with your family that's going to offer you the opportunity in the weekends to engage in the in the hobbies that you want to do the hunting and the fishing yeah and, and that's where like if you have to burn vacation time to hunt you know we're fortunate that we are mm-hmm. working in the tree right mm-hmm. so we're not using vacation time we're mm-hmm. literally accomplishing tasks so mm-hmm. if you have to burn vacation time i think it's really important to uh learn how to like be the most efficient hunter you can be so really focus on that that off-season scouting that preseason prep you know make your access in and out like know where you're going why you're going there do you think e-scouting is important then (laughs) (laughs) yes right uh and then also like prep the tree prep your your gear and prep your kit so you're not like fumbling through your stuff, you know, like, um, and then also really learn how, how to like utilize picking dates based on the weather. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten pretty good about that. And we're going to have a podcast coming up where we go into all that and we, we don't have to go into that now, but you know, focusing on how the weather affects deer movement mm-hmm. is really important and is the best way I think to, to utilize and maximize those those vacation hours if you are using them uh to hunt so yeah and if you don't have to burn vacation then you can spend that vacation with your Your family family. so one of the things my mother hates she hates it she'll mention some location that she wants to go to on vacation with my father and he he'll say oh you can hunt muskox there (laughs) she's like yeah, you can, but I want to go see the Northern Lights. And he said, yeah, we can see them at night and hunt muskox during the day. <laughs> Let's go to Hawaii. Yeah, they've got access to your free range there. Let's go hunt them. She's like, I want to go to New Zealand. He's like, you can hunt. She's like, shut the fuck up yeah. about where you're hunting. Yeah, yeah, we're, you know? You're not hunting on this. We're taking a cruise. <laughs> and he's like, you can fish on the cruise. Well, yeah, it's funny. They they have gone on cruises before, and what does he do? He's out shooting trap off, off the, the back. back of the boat. You know? <laughs> he's a savage. Yeah. Well, and and it's it's something that's important to him. It is, but I'll I'll say that you know, she's she's been very and she hunts too. Mm-hmm. She she hunts a lot. She's internationally she's hunted, and but they they've come to an understanding because they have um, that open communication. You know. Uh, what are some of the worst things that you could do if you really wanted to screw up, you know, if you really wanted to screw up and you really, I guess, wrong answers to how do you have a work-life balance, you know, <laughs> uh, you could bring home tacos and wake your pregnant <laughs> wife up with a soft taco to the face. <laughs> Let me tell you how that works out. <laughs> You're never golfing again. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'll just hunt then, hun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I think the one of the cardinal sins would be the like one o'clock phone call of like I'm hunting tonight, mm-hmm. or the the you're gone all evening scouting and you get those trail cameras and you're like I'm hunting tomorrow. I'm uh-huh. hunting both mornings. Or as soon as you get home from a hunt, you're like, I've got to check trail cameras. I've got to do this. I've got to prepare for tomorrow's hunt. And yeah. then when you do finally get home, all you're doing is hunting related things. Yep. You've been gone for hours and hours. Yeah. And then you're home and you're like checking trail cameras and you're just sitting on the couch with your computer. And, mm-hmm. then, um, and then you're like, oh, well, is it okay if I hunt tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, like I have to say yes. Right. Being pissed off. When you're at home. Yes. About not being able to hunt. Yeah. Or like you got your frumpy face on when you're like at the mall. I, I wish I was hunting, not <laughs> hanging out with you. Yeah. He's wearing camo. I bet he was out hunting. <laughs> I, bet his wife's, I bet his wife's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and your wife looks at you and says, well, she probably didn't marry a man child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet, I bet uh, his wife is helpful. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's important to like... Again, like when you're around, be around, yeah. right? Uh, and and definitely making those like uh, subtle, obnoxious remarks. There is no faster way to piss my wife off than if yeah. I make like that that comment that like festers for a little bit. Then after thirty seconds, it's like you know what? <laughs> it's like whoa, hey, you figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're able to insult their intelligence and you know make a negative comment that's like the double entendre if you could if they didn't understand it but then you would have never married your wife nor would i've married mine if they didn't get that if they didn't already anticipate that you were going to say something that was smart ass with a double meaning yeah no they wouldn't do you're an asshole oh am i am i i didn't know (laughs) (laughs) is that a surprise (laughs) the worst though i think the worst for me one time was um my wife was asking why I was coming home late. With lipstick all over your neck. (laughs) (laughs) Negative. (laughs) Negative. Strip club. It's the jiggle joint. (laughs) (laughs) The jiggle joint. I love that. What kind of jiggle joint do you hang on? The one with hang me downs. (laughs) God, Mm. that happened to me in Key West. I was in Key West with a couple of our buddies and I'm walking down the street, and I'm like, oh, there's a bar, and it's called, like, Tom's Saloon. Mm-hmm. I walked in, and there's a hang-me-down just flopping around in my... I'm like, whoa, dude. Like, guys. Sweet, stir my drink for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I got a big glass. <laughs> no, but I'm like, dude, there should be, like, a doorman and a... Like, don't just let me walk through a saloon door to have a wang and... In my face, did, you know. Don't question, tease me with that kind of a good time. How many drinks did you stay for? I was there all night. <laughs> they had to kick me out. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I I put more dollar bills on my nose than I could remember. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, but I was just like, dude, that's not not cool. Yeah. Well, they give sucked me, you in. Give me a warning. <laughs> it's yeah. They. It's like Hotel California. You can come in, but you can never leave. <laughs> just drawn in. I, Why uh, do I love it here so much? <laughs> <laughs> one of my buddies went down there for a bachelor party recently and i was like dude um tom saloon's great yeah check it out <laughs> free drinksters um <laughs> i was like i think that's i think that's when that fantasy fest is 
He was like, what's Fantasy Fest? I'm like, bro, you uh, you need to Google Fantasy Fest. And sure enough, do you know what Fantasy Fest is? I don't is? know. I have no it's, idea what Fantasy like Fest is. It's like this huge um, uh, homosexual like mm-hmm. parade, but it's like a week-long party. It's like Mardi Gras um, for for it, homosexuals. Yeah. But they... They have this like whole group that they body paint themselves. They're like mm-hmm. butt naked, but they're walking around body paint. And this isn't like porn. Oh, they're, they're we should go there. and wear like first light patterns, butt naked <laughs> first light pattern. Like I painted for seventy two hours for this. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. God, the I, skinny guy. It only took him an hour, but yeah, us, it was like I'm 50 all like hours. fat and sweaty, <laughs> and it's just running everywhere. <laughs> It looks like a Picasso It was first light and then it turned into ASAP. Yeah, it's Jackson Bollock. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyways, if you're ever planning a bachelor party in Key West, don't, make sure you look at what events are happening uh, that yeah. week. He had a rough time. <laughs> we got off topic about um, lying about where you were. Yeah, sorry. Well, we talked about the jiggle joint. And then <laughs> talked, then, I did not go to the jiggle the, joint. Yeah, or the pogo stick factory. No, I. She asked where I was, and I was like, I was in traffic for like three hours or something. And yeah, I was definitely hunting. Dude, face paint on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Well, what did you just hit that deer that's in the back of your truck? Did you just hit it and throw it in the back of your truck? Is that roadkill? Well, no, I shot it Taylor yesterday. Shot it. <laughs> Taylor killed it. Oh, the worst though was a, a few weeks ago. No, a few months ago. Um, you dropped those two deer off at my house and I was giving them to some guys I know. And, uh, she sees those deer. She was like, when did you go hunting? You didn't tell, we scheduled, you didn't, you didn't go hunting yesterday. Well, how do you have these deer? I was like, no, Taylor brought them over. She's like, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, right. You took off work and hunted like, or something, you know? And I, I had to like convince her and luckily we had recorded it. Yeah. I think I was recording. Oh, look, Taylor's dropping deer off. Like, you know, I'm not hunters for the hungry. Now I had, I had a, a family, a couple guys that I know who they give meat to some needy families that mm-hmm. are, you know, close by. But yeah, that, that was, I was like, I swear I'm not lying. I promise. I'm not, I didn't go out and like double on deer. I was like, Taylor did. It's all his fault. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's always Taylor's fault. <laughs> yeah. Rule one, blame the other part. <laughs> rule two, blame him again. Rule three, continue blaming. Yeah. yeah. Deny till you die. Deny, deny, deny till the day you die. No, you always have to, if you have to have a difficult conversation with anyone, with your wife at work, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, you know, you have to have a conversation with someone and you know, it's going to be unpleasant for you, for them, whatever. And you know, the longer it goes, the worse it's going to be, especially if you don't tell them and they find out later, you should have told them, then it just blows up. So whenever you have to have a difficult conversation, yesterday was the time to have it. The second best time is now. Like yeah. make that decision right now. For sure. So I need to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Our next podcast is not at a jiggle joint. Sorry. We're here interviewing live workers. His name's Paul. He's a lumberjack. Hey, boys. Nice axe handle you have there, sir. Stir your drink. It's a hatchet. Sorry, I didn't know the terminology. Yeah. That that was the worst, one of the worst days I've ever been. I'm like, man, just screw this island. I'm never coming back here. This place sucks. 
<laughs> I I was at one bar down there on that same trip. It was called uh, it was called Cowboy Bills, and I remember it because we jokingly referred to it as Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs, like the greatest movie ever. And um, on like the fourth floor of the place, the guy was like, "Don't go into Eden." You want me to go somewhere? Mm-hmm. Tell me not Tell to me go not in to. there, right? So I walk up into Eden. Dude, a bunch of naked people sitting at the bar. Old people. Like, oh. just just sitting on a bar stool, like, drinking a beer, but naked. I'm mm. like, what? This isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> this is the worst idea ever. I'm like, oh, like, actually, don't go into Eden. It's, it's just, like, the weirdest Stuff happens in QS. Don't go to QS. QS is not cool. No, we're actually we're going to be down. We're, so I'm going on a turkey hunt um, at the end of this month in Florida, and uh, first time I've ever hunted Osceola turkeys. So I'm going down there, and it's right before spring break. And my wife, after I booked this, she's like, "I want to go somewhere. We're taking the kids somewhere for spring break." And I was like, "All right, well, I'm thinking I've got to drive to Florida, drive back." And then she wants to go on a road trip for a week with the kids. It's like, oh my gosh, I think I, I think there's I'm, your quality time. There's my quality time. I'm like, <laughs> I'm well, I'm going to get my drive, but I was going to do it. I'm ready to go. And we talked about going to California, going driving? up the coast. No, 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 flying and then driving oh to California, okay. or dri- flying somewhere, driving, and then what uh, can you hunt there? <laughs> yeah, what can you hunt there. <laughs> so I I asked her. I said, well, I'm going to be already be in Florida. Why don't you guys fly down so you don't have to drive all the way to Florida to drive around Florida? And then we hit from the Everglades all the way down to the Keys and back, and then we'll drive back home because I'll have, hopefully, meat and all the hunting gear with me and my dad and brother and folks that are coming. So, uh, But now that I'm thinking, I'm like, well, Key West, ooh, maybe I shouldn't go there. It- it's probably fine this time of year. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But Fantasy Fest, that's something I should really uh, look forward Book to. Book that for yourself. <laughs> uh, honey, I'm going on a fishing trip for the day. <laughs> I come back painted. Hey. What kind of fishing trip was honey, that? Honey, we needed to talk yesterday about something. <laughs> <laughs> Second best time right now. Yeah. So look. <laughs> oh, God. Check out my Andrew Cuomo nipple ring. <laughs> Look what I got done. It, it attached. It attaches to my other piercings <laughs> and my outfit. It's all <laughs> all works together. Uh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible way to balance on your uh, yeah. That would on be your a, family that would be an unbalanced <laughs> <laughs> balancing on your nipple ring. Did you have any other topics that, that you found helpful for for work life balance? No, <laughs> other than avoiding fantasy fest <laughs> and Taco Bell after twelve hours of vodka drinking. Uh, oh man, no. I mean, the only other thing that I could think of that I've I've tried to do also is when if you are going to go out doing something like scouting or shed hunting or things like that. There's one thing you can do. You can be slightly misleading. And this is how. This is how. Here's how you, you, you this is this is how you can be misleading. Like you the line. Yeah, this is this is how you ride that line, right? <laughs> you offer to take whoever, your kids or your wife, on a nature hike. You go out on a nature hike on one of your properties that you hunt <laughs> through the woods in a grid pattern <laughs> looking for sheds. Yes. I, I, dude, I do that with my daughter. I mean, we go, uh, we play hide and seek mm-hmm. with the bone. 
And that sounds like how my dog well, was made, but that's not <laughs> what I'm talking about here. This is actually, we go out in the woods and we look for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for sheds. Yeah. And I mean, you can go out and just, just go. And, and they can be running around looking at jumping in the stream and, you know, throwing rocks or whatever. And the whole time you're looking for sheds and you're actually scouting and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. As long as you're not tying your kid to the to a tree and saying stay right there while you go for a couple hours yeah, learn as my long lesson. as you give them snacks they're good yeah right? snacks a little bit of water yeah well mm-hmm. no they're right next to a creek drink out of the water giardia <laughs> that's why i named my kid beaver fevered <laughs> daddy my tummy hurts well hang off the back, <laughs> of, the off the back of the boat <laughs> we're going to magic kingdom next year hold it <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah but no like, taking your kids with you is awesome I'm, mm-hmm. you know my kids love being well my one daughter is seven months old, so I don't think she enjoys the woods yet. Backpack. Yeah. Well, front pack. Mm-hmm. My, my kangaroo pouch. <laughs> but, you know, my, my older daughter loves being mm-hmm. outside. Um, yeah. I think she's going to be a killer. Well, you know, and it gives, if your wife wants to come and go on a nature walk, you can even hold hands. But if she doesn't, and it gives her a break, good catch. Nice. If it, if it gives her a break, you know, that's your phone this time. Yes, it's not mine. Yes, no. <laughs> yes. I just want to hang out with that guy all day. You bruised my neck, me. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> Kip, how long do these chat room hangouts last for? Oh, geez, sometimes three or four hours. <laughs> she has long blonde hair. She's pretty hot. It's pretty hot, I guess. Stares at notches. I'm busy. <laughs> Uh, if you guys have not seen Napoleon Dynamite, then don't listen yeah, to our podcast. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> we get, probably wouldn't hang out. Get out of here. <laughs> Eat your dinner, you fat lard. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I've tapped out, bud. Yeah, I am too. I think <laughs> I think people have probably turned this off right now. <laughs> but yeah, if you're still listening, thanks. Um, uh, definitely, you are the people that we need to <laughs> leave a comment. Uh, below, leave a rating and review on uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. But thanks for thanks for listening to our ramblings. Yeah, and and if you, some of you know a few of our other stories, so if you want to hear any stories that you've heard rumors about, we can tell them on request. Obviously, we've got plenty to tell, but there are a few requested stories that I know people have been hitting me up to say, "Hey, tell this one," and hey, we'll tell them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Leave them below and and get or DM us or whatever. Uh, we're happy to we're happy to tell them. Sometimes we forget some of the better ones. I mean, I'm like, yeah. I just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Joe Biden. Who am I? Where am I? How do I get here? <laughs> All right, thanks guys for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.